So we are continuing today in a um, sermon series in the book of Isaiah that we've entitled, The God Who Saves. So today, I have the task of covering um, 12 chapters. So we're going to be here a while, all right? We're going we're gonna to be here a while. Um, if you've been following along with us, we are in, we should be in chapter 13, but we're actually going to cover um, chapters uh, 13 through um, 24. And, and I'm going to do it in a timely manner, I promise. Amen? Amen. Kyle is watching. So if you, if you can, and if you are willing and able, would you please stand for the reading of God's Word? We're going to be reading Isaiah chapter 24, verses 1 through 16. Behold, the Lord will empty the earth and make it desolate. He will twist its surface and scatter its inhabitants. It shall be as with the people, so with the priests, as with the slave, so with the master, as with the maid, so with the mistress, as with the buyer, so with the seller, as with the lender, so with the borrower, as with the creditor, so with the debtor. The earth shall be utterly empty, utterly plundered, for the Lord has spoken this word. The earth mourns and withers. The world languishes, languishes and withers. The highest people of the earth language, language. The earth lies defiled under its inhabitants. For they have transgressed the law, violated the statutes, broken the everlasting covenants. Covenant. Therefore, a curse devours the earth, and its inhabitants suffer for guilt. Therefore, the inhabitants of the earth are scorched, and few men are left. The wine mourns, the vine languishes. All merry hearts sigh. The mirth of the tambourine is still. The noise of the jubilant has ceased. The mirth of the lyre is still. No more do they drink wine with singing. Strong drink is bitter to those who drink it. The wasted city is broken down. Every house is shut up so that none can enter. There is a cry in the streets for the like of wine. All joy has grown dark. The gladness of the earth is vanished. Desolation is left in the city. The gates are battered until ruin. For thus it shall be in the midst of the earth among the nations. As when an olive tree is beaten, as at the gleaning when the grape harvest is done. So they, they, listen, after all this has happened, look, look, look what they're going to do. They lift up their voices. They sing for joy over the majesty of the Lord. They, they, they lift up their voices. They sing for joy over the majesty of the Lord. They shout from the west. Therefore, in the east, give glory to the Lord. In the coastlands of the sea, give glory to the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. For the ends of the earth, we hear songs of praise, of glory to the righteous one. But I say, but I say, I waste away. I waste away. Woe is me, for the traitors 
have betrayed with the betrayal that the traitors have betrayed. This is the word of the Lord. It is absolutely true and given to us in love. So as we, um, you may be seated, you may be seated. We did not want to go 12 chapters like this because the verse chapters uh, 13 through 24 is about judgment. 13 about 23 is about judgment on all the other nations that um, the cities of Tyre, Babylon, Arabia, Edom, Egypt, Cush, Damascus, Moab, the Philistines, and Syria. So all these countries are experiencing the judgment of God. And when we get to chapter 24, the reason we get to chapter 24, we didn't do all those other chapters, is because chapter 24 talks about judgment of the entire world. Not just those people over there, but the whole entire world. So as we get here, I often, in my mind, sometimes um, I see, I can see God as this big teddy bear. He's going to be a God who comes back. He's going to save us, and he's going to make everything all right. Is anybody like that, that we can just see him sometimes like that? But we also need to know that the God of this universe is a righteous God, and the unrighteous will have to face judgment of God. So I want us to understand while God is a loving, kind God, and we know that he's loving and he's kind because we see he has not come back yet. And the reason he has not come back is that so those who don't know him gets an opportunity to receive him into their hearts. So his love and kindness, his love and kindness is being displayed to us. If it had not been, the earth would already have been wiped clean if we have not been, if we have not been experiencing his grace and his mercy. So these countries and these nations were uh, facing the judgment of God simply because they have violated his statutes. They have broken the laws of God. So they are going through this judgment that they're facing. And when we get to chapter 24, it tells us in, in the first three verses, it says, Behold, the Lord will empty the earth and make it desolate. The whole population will be devastated by the righteousness the righteous judgment of our God. This is not a God who is working out of anger. It's important that we, we don't see him as a God who's just angry. We see God is a God of love and he is just. While he is loving and kind, I want us to understand that he is a just God. Y'all gonna hear me say that again. While he is loving and kind, he is a just God. Look what, it, look what happens to the whole earth. The earth is scattered, and he will twist its surfaces, its surface, and scatter its inhabitants. So his judgment is going to twist the surface of, of our earth and scatter people everywhere. Are, are y'all with me? Yeah. Y'all ain't got no reason to say amen because this ain't nothing that, listen, this, this, this ain't what I want. <laughs> Are y'all following me? This, this is not what I want, but this is going to happen. It's, it's right here in the Word. So not only will the uh, inhabitants be scattered, and it shall be as with, with the people, so the priests. So it's saying right here, 
that there is no favoritism here. This is important for us to see, that there is nobody is going to be able to escape. It says, so with the priests, with the people. That's, look, that's with the pastor and the members, okay? As, as the slave and the master, as the maid and the mistress, the buyer and the seller. So nobody here is able, there, no matter what class you're in, no matter your color, no matter your gender, none of this is going to serve as protection against the judgment of God. Amen? No matter how much money we got in the bank, no matter how, how little money we got in the bank. Are y'all following me so far? That there, there is no favoritism that the whole earth is going to experience God's judgment. It's right here in Scripture that nobody is able. No, no, no. The lender with the borrower, the creditor with the debtor, everybody is going to have to see God. Look what it says in verse number four. Verse 4 says this, the whole earth will mourn and, and wither, not just people, but also the beasts and the animals of the field, the birds of heaven. Everybody is going, every living thing is going to experience what God is going to do. Isn't that something, y'all? That not just, not just people, but, but the whole world is going to be turned upside down. It is amazing that God is going to come back, and he's going, to, he's going to, we're going to have to experience the judgment of God. There's good news. There's good news. There's good news. There's good news. I don't, I don't, I don't want to keep throwing that out there. I got good news for you. But can you imagine? Well, we've already talked about lions and lambs laying down together. We've talked about that, right? That's been in our sermons. But, but when, when, during this time, during this particular moment, things are going to be chaotic. The world is turned upside down. Look at this. Look at this. The earth lies defiled under its inhabitants. They have, this is because they have transgressed the law of God. Let me say this. None of us in here can say, oh, that's them people. I'm talking about the earth. All of us, all of us have transgressed the law of God. All of us have violated his statutes. All of us. Amen? Scripture tells us there is none righteous, no, not one. So ain't none of us can sit over here and look with our nose stuck in the air, and none of us can be over there talking about them people's show is a mess because guess what? The mess is us. The mess is us. Ain't none of us act like, act like, like we shouldn't act sometimes? Do you have, listen, do you have in your heart sometimes things that you ought not have? Do you, does any of us have thoughts that we know is not pleasing to God? You ain't, ain't got to raise your hand, but I know it's true. I know it's true because we're not perfect. Listen, we may not intend to do that, but we do. Sometimes our first thought is not to love folk. Our first thought is to talk about them. Our first thought is to treat them wrongly. But it says here that the whole world, the whole world, the world will be turned upside down. Y'all, do you know that we do stuff willingly? And unwillingly, we do stuff knowing and unknowingly. Hello, 
Someone, someone sent me a uh, uh, text, and they said, you hadn't talked to me in a while. I hope I have not done anything to offend you. And my response was, no, you hadn't. Their response was, but I can and not know it. <laughs> Hello? I could have and not have known it. So I'm reaching out to you to make sure that everything is all right between us. That's what we ought to be doing. When, when, when our relationships seem strained, we ought to make sure that, hey, have I done anything? Have I offended you? Because we are human beings that walk this earth and we're not perfect, we can offend our brothers and sisters and never know it. Hello? That ought to be a place that, it, that look, it, we shouldn't want to live there. We want to be able to make sure that everything is all right. I'm not speaking a foreign language because we are human beings. I can walk in the door and not hold the door for somebody, and they might say, he, should, he closed the door in my face. But it's not, it, that may not be in my intention, but if that's how that person felt, then guess what? And they say that to me, guess what? It's my obligation to do. Make it right. I'm sorry, that was not my intent. So I said all that to say that we do things knowingly and unknowingly. So we can't say that when God comes back, to punish the world, that that ain't for me. We can, but we got to get there. Okay? So here it is. All of us at times seek to find happiness and wholeness outside of God. That's how we violate his law. Do we always look to God for happiness? Always. No. We, look, we, we do a prayer of confession every week that says so. And I hope it's not just something that we do to say that we did the prayer of confession. But, y'all, we look for, we look for happiness outside of God. We try to fight, fulfill those things, find those things that's going to make us whole outside of God. We look elsewhere for only what God can provide. And when we do that, we are, we are idolatrous people. We're sitting things in front of God, and we can't do that. So, brothers and sisters, that's what... This world has been doing, it has been doing these things, and God is judging the world for doing that. If you go back and you read those 13 chapters that we're not going to read today, you'll find out that this is what it was. It was the idolatry of the heart. They were looking elsewhere for only what God could provide. So not only is the world going to be turned upside down, not only is the world going to be dealt with, there will be no place of escape. There will be nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Let's look at verse 7. The, world, the wine mourns, the vine languishes, and all the merry hearts sigh. The mirth of the tambourines is still. The noise of the jubilant have ceased. Y'all see what's happening here? So what what we tend to do is we run other places to, to, to soothe our wounds. We run to other things to comfort our weary souls. In this day, in this judgment, there will be nowhere to run. Listen, listen, there will be nowhere to go. The wine mourns. Listen, the vine languishes. So the fruit going to die on the vine. That, listen, the wine 
that we go to to give us joy, it's going to cause us to mourn. It's going to cause us to be unhappy. Where we sought, where we sought happiness before will not be able to provide that happiness. Where we sought comfort before will not be able to provide comfort for us anymore. The very thing that God made for our good will not be able to provide comfort. Those things that God made, what God made was good and what? Very good. But sometimes we worship those things more than we worship God. So those things that you go to, listen, not only will the fruit die on the vine, the merry heart, the merry heart, the one that sings will sigh. Listen, the mirth of the tamarind is still, the jubilant, those who will sing, the singing has ceased. It says, no more do they drink wine with singing. Strong drink is bitter to those who drink it. If if you're a wine connoisseur, I saw somebody on TV yesterday, and they they get a little wine, and they take it, and they shake it in the glass, and they, they do all this fancy stuff, and, you know... Give it a little smell. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they go to it. Yeah, yes, this is good stuff. That will not, when they do that, it's not going to provide what they're looking for. Hello? How many people in here have looked to things outside of God to provide comfort? It's not, it's, it's not going to be found. Scripture says it's not going to be there. No more do they drink the drink with singing. You know, as a police officer, as a police officer, a man who's, who's been well, well under the influence, he, he either do one thing, he sing or he fights. One of the two things a man who's well under influence does, and then he fall off and go to sleep. This right here, there'll be no more singing. It's going to be bitter to us. It's, it's, it's not going to provide the comfort that you're looking for. The, the wasted city is broken down. Every house is shut up so none can enter. You can't even go to the, your neighbor's house. You won't even be able to go visit people for comfort. This, look, y'all, this is, this is gloomy. This is gloomy. Listen. There's an outcry in the street for the lack of wine. Not that it's not going to be none, but it ain't no good. Hello? That, that, that what's there does not do what you need it to do. The gladness of the earth is banished. Desolation is left in the city. The gates are battered into ruin. Y'all see that? There's nothing Gates are for safety. Gates are, is to keep the enemy out. The gates are going to be battered. They're going to be ruined. The thing where you will have safety, where you, will, where you could go for protection, will be no longer there. There's no place that you can run. There's no th- nothing you can go to to be satisfied. There's no place to hide. That's like running from a police helicopter in an open field. You just running and running and running and running. There ain't nowhere to hide. There's no place that you can hide. In that day, there will be no 
place to hide. The whole world is going to be affected by this, not just where we are. The entire world, the city will be left. The gates are battered into ruins. In the midst, for thus it shall be in the midst of the earth among the nations. Now look, so we know that the whole world is going to be dealt with. We know that there is no place to hide. We know that there's nobody who's going to escape, the rich, the poor, the, uh, the male, the female. No matter who you are, there is no escape. So what is the response to something like this happening? What is the response when the world is turned upside down? When, when the sources that you went to no longer provide comfort, what is the response to this? It's right here in the scripture, and I'm going to show it to you. There's only two responses to this. The first one is joy. Look at this. It says this, they lift up their voices, they sing for joy over the majesty of the Lord, they shout from the west. Therefore, in the east, give glory to the Lord. In the coastlands of the sea, give glory in the name of the Lord the God of Israel. From the east, from the ends of the earth, we hear praise of the glory of the righteous one. So right in the midst of this, right in the midst of the world being turned upside down, there are a remnant of folk. There are a remnant of folk who burst out in song. Why is that, y'all? Why? Because these are they who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. These are they whose name has been written in the Lamb. People are not obsolete to what's going on. They know that the world is turned upside down. They know that trouble is everywhere. They know that there's no place to hide. But these people know him for themselves. Hello? It ain't my mama God. It's my God. Amen. It ain't grandmama's God. He's my God. He's in my heart. So in this, in this, even in the face of this, the proper response is to give joy, 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 sing unto the Lord. Why? Because he's good. This, this, listen, this ain't the story for the believer. Amen. If you've been born again and you know him, this ain't how your story is going to end. So in the face of what's going on, we got a reason to sing. Hello? Listen, is it craziness around us? It's everybody's acting nuts. Kanye got folk following him? Listen, it's not funny. It's not funny. Hate is real. Folk are signing up for that foolishness. My heart mourns, but I still have a reason to joy. To have joy. How could you have joy in the midst of this? You can have joy when you know him. When you trust him. When he's your savior. When you have received him into your heart. You can have joy. They begin to sing. And not only are they singing, listen. They lift up their voices. They sing in the west. 
They're singing in the east. <laughs> They're singing in the sea. They're singing in the coast. Why is this, y'all? This is the church. This is the formation of one new people. Listen, this is the church coming together. Guess what we do? We come together every week. Why do we come together? To worship him. We come together to sing for joy. Not that there's not problems out there. We know there's problems. Guess what we're going to do when we leave here? We're going to walk out into a world that's full of problems. We're going to go to jobs that's full of issues. We're going to go home with children that won't act right, spouses that won't do right. But in here, for this moment, we can come in here and have a moment of joy. Why? Because the story won't be that way always. So you can have joy in that. So in the, when the world's turned upside down, they're going to burst out and sing everywhere. They're going to sing songs of praise. Watch this. Verse 16 says, from the end of the earth, we hear songs of praise. All of glory to the righteous one. And that's something we're going to be able to sing in the midst of this. Some of us, some of us may be alive when he returns. You got hope. While there's destruction all the way around, you got hope if you belong to him. So the first response is joy. What's the second response? It's right there. It's right there behind it. But I waste away. I waste away. Woe is me. Joy and sorrow. We should have sorrow. Why should we have sorrow in the midst of that? Because there are folk who do not know him. There's people that are going to be lost. We need to have sorrow for that. We should never, ever rejoice at other people's downfall. Several years ago, several years ago, does anybody remember the Libyan leader, Omar Gaddafi? Gaddafi was caught and he was killed. Gaddafi was a mean man. He, he, he did stuff to his own people. Gaddafi was caught. They killed Gaddafi and they dragged his body through the city, and people were cheering. People were cheering as they drugged this dead man's body through the city. Brothers and sisters, as Christians, we have no reason to cheer for that. We have no reason to cheer because he may not have done the things that, were, that in our eyes are good. He may not have done things that was good biblically, but guess what he is? He's still an image bearer. Amen? Listen, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't want to grab that. We, don't want, we want to talk about all the bad things that he's done. We should be sorrowful that his life was taken. We should be sorrowful that he did not know the Lord as his Savior. We should never rejoice at somebody else's downfall. We should never rejoice and say, ha, ha, look at them. Because if it wasn't for grace, there go us. Amen? So we ought to have two responses. The world's going to be dealt with. 
There will be no place to hide no matter who you are. And our two responses either need to be joy or sorrow. There is no middle ground here. There's no middle ground. I, I don't want us to think that, you know, uh, I mean, maybe we'll have some joy, maybe we'll have some sorrow. We will either have joy or sorrow. Joy because you know him as your Savior, sorrow because you don't. There's, there's no middle ground. There's, there's no in-between here. Either you with him or you not. Either you with him or you're against him. Either you know him as your Savior or you don't. That, 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 those are your only options, joy or sorrow. I don't know about you, but I choose joy. I choose joy. That there is so much happening in this world. We got enough sorrow right now, don't we? There's so much happening. So either we can choose joy or we can choose sorrow. And I choose joy. There is nowhere to hide. Let's look at this last, last couple of verses then. Then I'm done. 17 reads, terror and the pit and the snare are upon you, O inhabitants of the earth. He who flees at the sound of the terror shall fall into the pit. He who climbs out of the pit shall be caught in a snare. For the windows of heaven are open and the foundations of the earth tremble. The earth is utterly broken. The earth is split apart. The earth is violently shaken. The earth staggers like a drunken man. It sways like a hut. Its transgression lies heavy upon it, and it falls and will not rise again. So this, this is not, this is not, oh, we're just going to go through a bad period. If you don't know him, this is forever. Are y'all following me? I want us to get, if you don't know him, if you have not received him into your heart, this is forever. The earth shall fall. It shall stagger like a drunken man. It shall fall. If you think you're getting out of the hole, you're going to be. There's no place to run. There's no place to hide. There's no safety. The people of God can worship because those of us who know him, we're going to experience some lamb-like tenderness. He's going to take care of us. The same God who's going to offer that tenderness to us is going to judge the unrighteousness. We need to think about this today. Judgment comes with either sorrow or joy. The Bible is very clear that this day pertains to the end of the world. A day of judgment for sin is coming. Brothers and sisters, I encourage you today to receive him into your heart. Allow him to be your God. If you don't know him, receive him into your heart by faith. Trust him. Because there's a day that's coming, y'all. And I pray that as that day approaches, that this hymn of the church will bring us joy. Parts of that hymn goes this way. Onward to the prize before us. Soon his beauty will behold. Soon the pearly gates will open. We shall tread the streets of gold. Then it goes to say, when we all get to heaven, 
what a day of joy in that will be. When we all see Jesus, we will sing and shout victory. So if you know him, there's coming a day when we can sing and shout victory. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for you are good. We thank you, God, that judgment is coming to this world. And those of us who know you as our Savior have a reason to rejoice. And those who don't know you have a reason to be sorrowful. Father, we pray that as you move upon the hearts of men and women, God, that they will receive you in their heart as their Savior, so they too can rejoice and be happy even in the midst of trials and tribulation, even in the midst of the day of judgment, God, that they can receive you in their heart. God, I pray that we realize that there's nothing that we can run to, that there's no place of safety, but, Father, that we will run to you. Father, I pray that, uh, that we will grow from this day forth more and more to seek after you, that we, Father, will only go to, to you for the things that will provide wholeness to us, God, the things that will provide life, and the things that will comfort us. So, God, we, your people, say we thank you for giving us an opportunity. We thank you for your love and kindness. We thank you for one more chance, God, to receive you into our hearts. So, Father, we praise your name. We give the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen.